So this week is super exciting because uh, for the first time in like a very, very long time, we have a brand new guest that we've never had on the show before. For the first time in forever. This is 8-Bit, episode 112. Pants are the worst. On Sunday, March 29th, 2015. And now, potato salad. I'm a closet child. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker with guest Liv Clement. You know, I specifically didn't use the word forever because I knew that somebody would sit, <laughs> but it had to be forever. Too bad, so sad. Yeah. Can't stop. So, hi, Liv. Hey, Ian and Ian. <laughs> Hello, Liv. Uh, so I suppose, man, what, what do we do when we have, like, new, uh, new guests? We, we give them a big like old some sort interview. of, like, initiation, or... Yeah, you know, so we, uh... We make you walk across um, a four-fold glass shards, blindfolded, and uh, and then we get out the paddle. And <laughs> so there's a reason I've never been on the show before. <laughs> you forgot you, you forgot about the wedgie. <laughs> well, this is happening, and of there's course it's film. I already wear. Film for not not for your own enjoyment, or not for your own own enjoyment, but definitely for ours. Um, and oh, then man. there's a reason that we don't have many repeat uh, guests, I guess. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, however, don't worry. Before you do this, you will have the three horsemen. Or sorry, the four horsemen. Uh, wait. Do I want to know what this is? This is a bad drink. Uh, it is a series of shots of things that will kind of just obliterate you. Here, let me. See. Uh, okay. Wait, like you didn't have to do that. I didn't have to do what? <laughs> Yes, she is. Oh, no! Well, I'm oh. not a guest. I'm a host. <laughs> I feel like it's like it's like getting tased. Like a police officer can tase you, but you still have to be tased. Mm-hmm. Never mind. It's it, it's one, um, but it's so it's a cocktail featuring containing four hard liquors and named after the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So you have bourbon whiskey, Irish whiskey, Scotch whiskey, and Tennessee whiskey. I'm pretty sure I did that on my 21st, and it was pretty awful. Let's see, and then, oh, shoot, so what was, oh, no, the four wise men, that's what it was, because there were, um, I'm sorry, three wise men, because there were... Jack, Jim, and then there are two more that I can't think of offhand. Yeah, sorry, never mind, that one's Scotch, Tennessee whiskey, and uh, bourbon whiskey. Either way, you're going to have a lot of whiskey. Window show to being like the drinking show. Hey, you know I'm good at that shit. <laughs> I mean, if All we're right, talking so... initiations, we got to do it like a fraternity, right? If you remember uh, the night, yeah. it's going to be an issue. That is exactly what I was going for, but I don't really know what fraternities do because we don't have any here. Well, anymore. it's great because I can't be in a fraternity, therefore, <laughs> ergo, not an issue. <laughs> so we are an all accepting fraternity. <laughs> we do not discriminate. I, sororities are worse because girls are terrible people. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, well, they are. lucky for you, our real initiation is a lot easier, and it just uh, <laughs> involves this gigantic interview uh, of four questions. Woo! Uh, so, yes, yourself. and it all has to do with video games. So, first, how did you originally get into video games, Liv? 
That's a really good question, because my parents actively, like, made sure we did not play video games as children. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went to college, and everybody had video games. And then... And then all my friends had video games, and it was great. And then I learned that I had a computer that could also play video <laughs> games. And it was fantastic. Wow. Um, so I just kind of, like, fell into it, and it was amazing. <laughs> so it sounds like you're a, a much later comer to the scene than, than most other people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but not by my own choice. Right, yeah. Better late than never. Pants are the worst, am I right? Amen. <laughs> Pants are the worst. Wait, what does that have to do with anything? Because her parents didn't let her uh, play games. Oh, is... parents. I thought you said yeah. pants. I don't know why I like boy. Oh, God, it's really bad. This is really bad? Yeah, you're super well, fuzzy. That is a dinosaur. <laughs> So the thing is, um, the fuzziness is outside of, like, the recording area. I think that, that that's the Linux box that is okay. hanging out with hopefully, us. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully well, we've had, we've had fuzziness coming from Ryan's studio a lot of times, where he always sounds just fine in the recordings. All well, right, I mean, that's, good. that's what happens when you have cats and dogs around. There tends to be lots of fuzziness. Aww. That sounds like the best kind of fuzziness. Oh, it totally is. Okay, continuing with the thing, so... <laughs> What is your favorite genre? Uh, that is an incredibly good question. Anything I can play casually because I like to multitask. But I also really enjoyed most of the Assassin's Creed games. And uh, also Skyrim because how can you not like it? Um, but I'm like a huge fan of like mobile games or like playing The Sims or those kind of like equally casual gaming type games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Recently, I, I actually have been playing some Skyrim recently, and I've been going with my my character that my little sister and I came up with called Derpy McGiggle Snorts the Puncher. So, <laughs> the Puncher. All he does is punch. He doesn't use any weapons. And so far, I have won at least two fist fights with dragons. It's been pretty great. So what level are you? Like, that's incredible. 20. <laughs> and you, you've defeated two dragons. That's really awesome. <laughs> no, I've defeated a heck of a lot more than just two. Because I'll have people tank it for me, and then I just run in once the dragon is... Um... So are you playing like the story mode, or are you just running around doing stuff? Well, what I did first was... Um... Okay, so I made my way to Riften, where yeah, yeah. there's a guy that has a set of gloves that have the enchantment on it that whenever you punch, they do 10 extra points of damage. Oh, yeah, okay, I don't, I don't know exactly where those are. That's really crazy. <laughs> and then I went over to Markarth after getting some armor um, and went through the, the Dwarven ruins and collected all of the metal that I could smelt. That took a while. Because yeah. even when I was overloaded, it was still quite a bit. But I, I got my smithing... Did you punch the rocks to get ore out of them? No, I, 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 I actually collect scrap scrap metal and then I melt that down into bars that I can use. Um so I right. punch things I I punch uh automatronics to get the metal. <laughs> However, I yeah. Anyway, um got my smithing up ridiculously high and right now actually I can smith ebony stuff. Um I have a full set of orcish but I have ebony gloves that I've been using so I'm like level 81, 82 smithing right now. 
Nice. Also, yeah, I mean, that's to get that high is really difficult. And then to, like, gain levels is still really hard. Yeah. I mean, each of my characters so far has had level 100 smithing except for my mage. Um, so that's, I, that's impressive because I never get that high because I just don't have that kind of patience to sit there and smelt and smelt and smelt some more and then smelt some more. It's actually not too bad because if you're able to get all that metal out of Markarth, which only takes a couple of hours, maybe. Um, Hours. Yeah. Well, when you spend 100 plus hours in a game, like yeah. a couple of it, like even seven is like not that big of a deal. It's worth... like the, the polar opposite of like casual gaming. Yeah. But it was worth like over, well, yeah, over 200. Um, over 9,000. Dwarven... Yes, exactly. But over 200 uh, dwarven bars worth, or bars of dwarven metal worth. And so I just made bunches and bunches and bunches of dwarven bows from that and got up good ways that's that's pretty impressive that's that's pretty impressive. and then sold this them all there's some incredible stuff you can do in skyrim <laughs> mm-hmm. and then i sold them all and now i can punch out dragons <laughs> where do you, you have to like go all over the place to try to sell that shit too like you can't just sell it all in one place actually it's not that bad because there's there's actually four vendors that will buy it in uh white run because you have i can a, think of Oh, I can think of three. Where's the fourth one? The blacksmithing lady. Um, yep. There's a up on the top of the hill across the street it's from the blacksmithing lady. There's the pub where they sell all archery stuff. So you can sell stuff there. Then there's Bellathor's general goods. And then there's the Skyforge guy. Wait, that sounds like Yeah, five. I was thinking Skyforge. That's five. What's the fifth? <laughs> I, th- I think you just listed five. Unless up on the hill is Skyforge, which is what I was thinking. Yeah, no. So you, you have okay. the smithy, the bar... The general goods guy in the Skyforge. Yeah, ah. Skyforge is the one I was for the the one I was forgetting. Yeah, and then you can also bring stuff down to Riverwood and pick up more iron and steel and gets there for free. Nice. So sounds like I have a lot to be doing soon. <laughs> then getting enchanting up and all that fun stuff, but yeah. So yeah. I'm a Mick- huge mage character though. That's like my favorite my favorite class to play. So I mean, I don't know. Mm. I, I need to get more into my mage. I've my mage isn't that good. I mean I'm the, the I'm the president of Winterhold. Nice. <laughs> but that's about it right now with my mage. Alright, so continuing on. Um <laughs> though I have a feeling that we might be going right back. What is your favorite game of all time? <laughs> well <laughs> I noticed that was a question, so I had to like think of a game that wasn't Skyrim, but it might be Skyrim. Actually I really like Stick of Truth. <laughs> Um, <laughs> mostly because South Park is like very near and dear to my heart, and so like who doesn't just want to see ridiculous stuff happening, and just like it's a whole new level of like screwed up <laughs> and, yeah. and funny and whatever. So I really really enjoyed Stick of Truth, but oh. Skyrim I think is my favorite just because of how sandboxy it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I haven't even messed with mods yet. Mm-hmm. Got, I haven't even messed with mods yet, and I've got almost 200 hours in the game. Oh, man. So I played on Xbox, um, and I recently just started playing on the PC, so I haven't even touched mods, and I, like, I'm like i so scared to start that. Like I, I don't have that kind of time right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I or I don't know when I will have that kind of time ever. I have a list in my, uh, in my bookmarks just for, like, Skyrim mods that... Uh, 
you know, for, for when I start playing, and I'm like, okay, these ones are going to be really useful just for, like, um, you know, menu convenience and stuff like that. Uh, you know, like, things that aren't going to change, like, the story or, like, the gameplay stats or anything, just going to make the game, like, more enjoyable to play, you know, graphics mods and stuff like that. Um, so, I, like, I'm probably going to never, ever play vanilla Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite mod is where you can, just that's totally pointless, is where you can get rid of everything in your inventory at once. Mm. So my favorite video is some guy standing on top of a mountain throwing, like, an entire inventory of cheese wheels <laughs> down a mountain, and then just running after them. And they're, like, all rolling down the mountain. Cheese grommet. Cheese grommet. I clearly have nothing better to do with my time than watch people do that stuff. I mean, if you want to watch me punch things to death, I'm going to be playing um, uh, later Steam tonight, and I have I have um, broadcasting on, Steam broadcasting on still. Mm-hmm. So if you want to Dang. tap in and watch, you are more than welcome to. I might. I enjoy that. <clears throat> I enjoy watching people play games. All right, and then finally, what is the game that you hate the most, or what game do you regret buying the most? So thank God I didn't buy this, but Assassin's Creed Unity made me so sad. <laughs> it was the worst. I played like two hours and then gave up because it's just not like in the same. It's not like it's not the same format, and it doesn't walk you through what's happening mm-hmm. because they've changed the whole game around. It just made me really upset, so I kind of stopped playing, which I feel bad mm-hmm. about, but. At the same time, I just don't want to sit through stuff I don't enjoy. Like, Did, why would I spend my time doing something I don't want to do? Fair enough. Did you even like run into any of the big like game-breaking bugs of yeah, you know, dude, falling well, through the world? Yeah, or, like or faceless I people? in in two hours, I like got stuck in the loading screen and it would freeze in the <laughs> loading screen, so I'd have to start over. <laughs> I mean, I found those sort of bugs in um, uh, oh shoot, what was it? Uh, not. There we go, Far Cry, Far Cry Four. But that's just because I wasn't necessarily looking for them. I just happened to go. I wonder what's up there, and then I jump up there, and then it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to be able to be up here. Whoopsies. <laughs> yeah, those things happen. One time, I had so much stuff and evacuated so much stuff in my inventory in Skyrim that I fell through the ground in the main, like right next to the, um, like right next to the the blacksmith in White Run, mm-hmm. like. I glitched about three feet under the under the ground, so I could walk around everywhere, but I couldn't see. I was like, it was like being like up to my eyes in water. Like it was really really weird. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I've honestly been having some some small issues with Skyrim, um, in that whenever I'm near water, or at least it was doing this a lot yesterday. It hasn't been doing it as much recently, but whenever I was near water, um, the water would be sort of weird, um, and the textures would glitch out and. And sometimes they would actually pop up to levels where they weren't supposed to, or they would mess up the skyline in other places, even though there wasn't supposed the to be any. Would mess up the skyline? Yeah, like I would be, <laughs> I would be near the water, and then there'd be a bunch of gray squares that would pop up over the water, and then the skyline would also turn into a bunch of gray squares. <laughs> that's that's really annoying. And then I'd keep walking and move away, and then everything would go back to normal. It was great. Huh. <laughs> yeah, Unity, Assassin's Creed Unity, though, is one of the reasons that I was glad that I was in Sweden and decided not to buy any games last semester because um, I dodged a few bullets of you know games that I really, really was excited for before they came out, and I totally probably would have pre-ordered them if I had been in the United States and still had my desktop, but then I, uh, I ended up not. <laughs> yeah, which is really good because I think... Like, it was super cool to have the idea of, like, having two Assassin's Creed games come out at the same mm-hmm. time, and it was going to be really awesome. Both of them 
well, one of them was mediocre at best, and the other one was just miserable. So, you know, notes to them to, like, you know, maybe one maybe one at a time is just fine. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh, I remember watching you trying that one mission in uh, Rogue over and over and over again where you were trying to rescue all of the uh, the people in that village. Yeah, oh, my God. It, it was a slog. Yeah, oh, my God, I forgot that you watched me do that. It took me, like, an hour and a half. And I'm sure some guy in the internet was like, oh, look, I just did it in one run. No oh, big course, deal. But, you know, amateur gamer here who spends maybe six hours a week playing games. Like, uh-huh. All right, so, um, yeah, so the reason that I invited you here is because we've been playing through uh, Never Alone together. We're going to review that after the headlines, so listeners, stick around, see how we're, like, bringing together the, uh, the getting people to stick around for the whole show. Um, never alone, never alone, no, no, come on, come on, come a little higher. I mean, that may be a song that I listened to this morning. <laughs> All right, so also, I probably had the wrong lyrics, but Sorry. what? So I probably had the wrong lyrics too, anyway. So you were saying? Um, so yes, dear listener, if you want to see the uh, links to these headlines, go to thenexus.tv/eb112. That's where all of the uh, show notes reside. So first up, I'm going to talk about some Hearthstone because that's my obsession these days. So somebody decided to try to set a world record for the longest turn in Hearthstone history. Um, yep. So basically, Hearthstone usually limits the turns to 90 seconds each. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it, it, the clock just runs out and then it automatically switches to the next player. But it won't do that if there are animations still playing for a move that, that you've made. So somebody figured out, like, thought of a way to have animations last the longest. And uh, so basically, he... He just played a bunch of games against each other, uh, against himself rather, because um, he had two screen, who two blah, 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 two computers set up right next to each other, um, and he had a specific deck, uh, so that if if he got the correct hand, the correct cards, he would be able to duplicate uh, a spell a bunch of times, uh, and this spell, it like normally it just shoots like three. Uh, three projectiles at random enemies, mm-hmm. but he also had uh, some creatures in his deck that would double the amount of spell damage that his that his spells do. So in the end, he had a full hand, so like ten cards of this card that shot originally three projectiles. Each of those would now shoot like two thousand some projectiles. Something like that. And and so he played all ten of those cards in a row, and in in all it took forty five hours. Damn. To, to play, yeah. So ninety seconds to forty five hours, no big deal. Yeah. Um, I don't think that anybody's going to be beating that that record anytime soon. I don't think I <laughs> want to. Do it right to. the first time, you know. Well, I I don't know if he because I think that he was live streaming for a while of just him like preparing for that turn because he needed to get all the way to the point where he had ten mana. So you know he had to play the game for at least ten turns. But then if during that game he didn't get the correct uh, like, se- yeah, yeah, sequence of cards, then he- I think he would have to just start the game over. <laughs> right, right, right. No, but what I mean is, like, 
like wait until you know like find out that you can do it for like 10 hours mm-hmm. and then be like oh i can do it for 45 like way to like set the bar <laughs> really high yeah no that's kind of ridiculous it's super unnecessary <laughs> it's the kind of theory crafting that most people don't do for this game you know <laughs> what kind of time do you have for that <laughs> like you just go to work and come back and hope to God it's still working, like. <laughs> well, and he would have to come back every, you know, like every time that that one of those cards finished with his projectiles, he would have to be there to play the next one. I think so. It's not like he could just so like, like set it... on his tablet at work, like, oh God, <laughs> can you come down to the office? No, I'm busy. Yeah, and I don't think he. It, it wasn't on a weekend, so I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe he's. He might just be a streamer who does that for a living. I don't know. I mean, he was French. He he probably I don't just know. he was French. That solves all of the problems. He actually probably just took all of the cards and played them all at once because you can do that where you play one and then it queues up the next one to play after you've made that decision. Ah. Uh, so you can get all ten cards going and then just walk away. Okay. Yeah. It's not just always having to stay attentive. But he has to make sure all those cards are in a row, so he still has to be attentive. I suppose. Sure, like, I mean, like. What once no no like once he gets um that chain of those ten arcane strikes going, um mm-hmm. like he yeah he can drag each right, of them right, yeah, onto the you field and then board, yeah right, yeah gotcha. and, makes yeah. sense All and right. then just walk away. And of course his opponent had his opponent himself had a card on so that or had an enchantment on that turn so that he couldn't die that round. Yep, yep, because otherwise it would just be over as soon as uh, it dealt, like, 30 damage to, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. the opponent. Yeah. Yeah, I read about that. That was, that was kind of interesting. By the way, did we tell people where to find these? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. I don't re- well, no, I don't remember that. That's all. <laughs> Do you realize there are, like, moments, like, you've, like, you've made an impact in someone's life in either a good or a bad way, but, like, and so they'll remember that moment forever, but you totally don't remember that anything oh, happened. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Welcome to camp. Yeah, there, there are a lot of moments from my childhood that I, like, vividly remember, and it's, like, a lesson that I've taken with me to this day, but I'm sure that, like, my parents don't remember that conversation ever happening because it was just, like, completely normal for them. Yeah. I remember, I remember the day I found out you couldn't, like, sit or jump on the clouds. And like my parents were like, my parents were like, no, still you can't. It's just water. And I was like, but water's blue, and the sky looks puffy, and you can't tell me no. <laughs> and it was like I like remember specifically where I was, and I'm sure my parents like now would be like, that is never something that ever came up. And I would be like, yeah, it definitely was. That sounds like it would be as sad of a day as when you learned that Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny wasn't real. Wait, what? Never, never an issue. <laughs> they're they're poor, what? Poor Ian. Oh no. <laughs> It's okay, honey. <laughs> but the presents I get are real. How can they not be real? Never mind, you're right. Santa Claus is real. <laughs> also, all of that candy. What about Mr. Passover? Mr. Passover. <laughs> Mr. Pass. Well, I'll give you a free pass on that one. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so moving on. Uh, but kind of going back because we're going to be talking about more Hearthstone. So the Black Rock Adventure or the Black Rock Mountain Adventure in Hearthstone that I talked about a week or two ago starts on April second, with each wing releasing a week apart. Gonna be super exciting. I also I now know exactly what it costs because like you know we we've known that it costs if you want to buy it all 
all at once with real world money. It's twenty five dollars, but of course you can get the whole thing with with just gold. It's seven hundred pieces of gold per wing. So every every week you got to make sure that you make at least seven hundred gold, which is it's up there. It's doable, it's but, doable but yeah. Um, I'm glad that I've been saving up because I already like right now I have about fourteen hundred gold, so I'll be able to afford two weeks worth ahead of time. Yeah, you you play that game as much as I play League. It feels like actually probably more than I play League. I I don't know. I mean, I spent about an hour hour and a half today just playing the daily quest that I had. It, it didn't seem like it was long. Yep, you play more that than I do with League because I play like one or two games on the weekend now, and that's maybe about it. Don't those don't those last like half an hour to fifty minutes though? Yes, yeah, but how often do you play during the week? Oh right, sure, yeah. <laughs> like at least every two days. For like ten hours. <laughs> that only happened once. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's oh, a little God, much Hearthstone. I played Hearthstone, and yeah. then I looked at the clock, and it had been ten and it hours. Was, and it was midnight. Yeah. <laughs> God. The only thing I've done ten hour marathons of. Well, okay, I've done a few things. Um, I suppose I have probably done some league ten hour marathons. <laughs> I can't give you that much crap for that. But then, like, actually, one with you. Not not the league, but um, FMA. Oh just right, other TV show. Ten, that was much more than 10 hours. Yeah, that was 23 hours. That was great. That was unholy. <laughs> um, my roommates are presently doing a Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit marathon. They started at 11 o'clock this morning. So <laughs> that's happening, and I'm not there to be part of it yet. But that's cool. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching me do um, uh, Skyrim, that's basically the same thing, right? Because there's Basically, dragons. Basically, I kind of thought I wanted to play Skyrim while watching part of Lord of the Rings today. It felt very like appropriate, but I was writing up homework. Yeah. Speaking of Hearthstone, before we move on, uh, I just wanted to mention that I made it to rank 14 uh, during my second season ever. I'm pretty darn p- proud of that achievement. Nice. Oh yeah, I got to play some games that I can get up to <laughs> at least rank 20. I shouldn't take you too better. Long. There's only there's only a matter of days left in this season. Yeah, well, I mean that that shouldn't take too long, right? No, it shouldn't. You just need to get on it. I can do that right when I get back. There you go, and yeah. I will spectate you and tell you tell you what to do. Well, not tell you what to do, but you know, talk about it. Yeah, maybe instead yeah. of scrim. Well, okay, I'll play some Hearthstone, then I'll go to scrim, and then I'll probably do some more Hearthstone tomorrow. Grim. Skyrim. Oh, of course, scrim. <laughs> Because I like so, both a lot. Continuing with the fantasy uh, theme that we're, we've got going. So HBO's Game of Thrones t- TV show is uh, catching up to the point where the books uh, have left off, you know, because George R. R. Martin writes hella slow. And yeah. so they're actually going to start getting ahead of the books. Um, and, you know, like up until up until now, we didn't really know how they were going to approach this. Like, were they going to do something where they just go off and make their up their own story? Um, or, you know, kind of like uh, the original Full Metal Alchemist, you know, branching off from from the uh, manga or, or what. But um, apparently George R. R. Martin has actually told the the writers for the show, like his ultimate goals for the for the um uh, for the books, yeah, for the series, and so they're they're going to be 
keeping as true to that as possible, which means that we're going to start getting spoilers for stuff that's happening in the future books. For people who read the, the books before they exactly. I'm oh so God. angry. <laughs> I can't just automatically feel superior to the television fans now. <laughs> oh, how the but, tables have you know, turned. If George R. R. Martin wasn't spending so much time watching the South Park episode about, <laughs> about him, maybe he would hurry up and write some more. On the other hand, I mean, um, I started reading the, the books long after the show was popular, and I managed to avoid all of the spoilers from the show. You know, like, a, apart from a vague it's sense of, you like... Don't, it's because you don't have a Tumblr. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and I'm... A, yeah. Like... Yeah, so so I'm I'm actually not too worried about this because I can I can just not watch past like season five of the show or whatever until the books have completed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't feel too bad about that. It'll be fine. It's a, as long as the Telltale game actually doesn't spoil doesn't get ahead of the books because I can't not play that. It's excellent. Yes. All of the problems. So, I I saw some, so I don't necessarily know Game of Thrones all that well yet. Um, but Mm -hmm. I saw something that I didn't get the reference to at least a little bit. And I think I might have to send it your way because I think you might enjoy it. So someone made a rap battle video of Hodor. Uh, Versus Groot. Versus Groot, yes. Yeah. Actually, we should put that in the show notes because it is pretty excellent. Have you seen it? No. Oh, man. (laughs) You can watch it after the show. Yep. I'm excited for this. However, in the meantime, I oh, I have to say something sad. Damn it. So according to Satoru uh, Iwata, the, the reports that Netflix, that, ah, that Netflix is going to make a live-action Legend of Zelda series was false. Which that was, is sad. Oh my gosh, that would have been really fun. That would have been really fun. It it is important to note like the wording that he used because like what he said was um, that the report that the Wall Street Journal put out was based on false information. So, like, maybe so, we'll cross our fingers that Amazon Prime will put or, it out. Or somebody, <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, so so he's not absolutely denying that there is a show that's going to be made. He's just saying that, it, like, that, though, that specific, like, combination of facts of Netflix making a, uh, a live-action, you know, show for Legend of Zelda, that's incorrect. So it's not Netflix, but we're crossing our fingers that maybe mm. it will be somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, so long as it's not like the animated series from the 80s, I think we'll be okay. Well, well. excuse me, princess. <laughs> sassy Link is sassy. That's not a good Link. Okay. That's a lot um, of extra stuff in that Link. Good job, Buck. I, uh, I hate Google's uh, like tendency to just make long URLs. There we go. Okay. Well, you know, so, some people like to make things long for others. A <laughs> so Duet is one of my favorite mobile games of all time, and uh, they have a new chapter out. Um, so happy. Uh, Instead of having so so this is the game where you've got like obstacles coming down the screen at you from from above and uh, you're rotating these two these two spheres that are um they they rotate around each other you know so they're they're in orbit around each other and you you rotate them either clockwise or counterclockwise to dodge all of these uh um these obstacles that are coming towards you yeah. 
the new levels that they came out with are incredibly difficult because they have obstacles coming from above and below at the same time and you have to figure out that's the one and you have to figure out how to get past them it's it was pretty intense um i've completed all of the levels but i haven't i haven't gone through and like done a completionist you know like uh getting like finishing it all without hitting any walls kind of thing i haven't i haven't completed that yet I mean, but I mean, it, it seems like you would have to almost have chameleon eyes to make that work. Karma, 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 chameleon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're if you're going to do it without hitting anything, because if you if you play through it, you know, normally you hit things, and then you do, you can you know sort of remember the pattern the next time that you go through it. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun game. It's it's like uh, I've I've compared it to Super Hexagon, except that it starts off a lot easier and kind of ramps up the difficulty in a much more reasonable reasonable yeah. way. There's a um, reason I don't play Hexagon, and that's because it's too difficult. <laughs> and I don't have that kind of time and patience. Oh boy, is is it you a good thing or? Sorry. Actually, I I met. A uh, a freshman this year in the computer science department who has played something to the tune of twenty hours of Super Hexagon on on Steam. Yeah, I gave him that look too. <laughs> Clearly, he was a high schooler when they started and had nothing else to do. <laughs> oh, but yeah, he's <clears throat> that tapered off real quick. I'm sure he's finished a lot more of the levels than I have. <laughs> Good God, that's surprising knowing you. Dude, that I mean, you you hit a wall eventually in uh, Super Hexagon. Like, I it took me a long time to get like get better at at the first two levels and eventually beat them. I've kind of hit the point where I can get to maybe thirty seconds in the third level, but I can't get a like I've haven't been able to break through that yet. Hooper Hexagon. I just feel like you have to have an insane reflex, like reflexes and like brain to like. And, finger movement <laughs> and speed. Even though the game, the game seems like it's easy to just jump into and jump out of, you know. But like, if you if you are trying to really beat a high score that you have already set, that is like about the best that you've ever done, um, you have to play for a while until you get into the zone. Then you have to like do really really well. And if you lose that, like, you know, being in the zone. You are screwed. So did you ever play Super Hexagon like before you went to bed and then closed your eyes to sleep and were oh, like man. playing it in your head? Playing those that shit happens to me all the time. Playing them right before going to bed is a bad idea. <laughs> Close your eyes and you're still playing. You know what would be worse? Go go to bed and then well, okay. Play them right before bed while drinking wine. Cause I have found I've had the weirdest, most vivid dreams after having a little bit of wine before I sleep. <laughs> Beautiful. So make an make yes, an experiment out of it. A wine in my room. Yeah. What? Why wouldn't there be <laughs> a red and a white? So, make it a blush. So so is, make- is there a is it a good thing or a bad thing that I also now have um, chameleon uh, the Maynard Ferguson version of chameleon stuck in my head? Or do you have no idea what that is? 
I have no idea what that is. Mm, nope. Sorry. Okay. Learn the music nerd better. Wait, never that, mind. That was an obscure reference by our standards. <laughs> never mind. That's my job. Um, I did the band in the high school, less of the band in the college. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Then, Liv, do you, did you have any of those people that went around playing? Ba, 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 bum, bum, bum. Ba, 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 yeah. bum, bum, bum. That one. Yeah. That I, one. I played it. I played it on the marimba all the time. Yeah, yeah, that one. But I, I have the version by a guy by a guy by the name of Maynard Ferguson stuck in my head, who was known for having um, screamingly high trumpet notes and doing it well. Anyway, that's impressive. I yeah, I see. I I have like I was the slacker and played percussion, but you know, it's <laughs> so like I have like mad mad props for people who have insane skills like <laughs> what did you just do Buck? <laughs> uh, i just decided to like straighten out my leg i've been sitting cross-legged and man that is the most painful experience that you will <laughs> that you will have on a regular basis i was about to say <laughs> you looked like you were in a lot of pain it looked like somebody kicked you in the nuts and i was really <laughs> i was like what uh, <laughs> Oh wait, I'm supposed to put on my hands. <laughs> Good job. All right, what are we talking about next? Uh, other things that have had their hands on your nuts. So, Twitch has had a security <laughs> breach, and so they have reset the passwords and stream keys for all the affected accounts. Yeah. And so uh, apparently, some people's like credit card information may have gotten stolen as well. But luckily, I didn't have my credit card information on there because my my account was affected. They actually emailed me to say that that I need to reset my passwords and stuff. Um, but it doesn't. I don't think that most people who use Twitch have their credit card information on there because you just kind of watch streams and you They're know. usually not purchasing or like helping fund them in any way. Yeah, usually. Um. You, yeah, part. you can, but uh. Most people are. Yeah, but most people are. <laughs> um, so speaking of live streaming, YouTube has had live streaming for like a long time. I think I think since 2010. Um, wow. But like, it's you know it's pretty obscure and like mo- like it's almost never used for streaming gameplay. Um, like the only the only use that I can think of that I've seen for it in like recent years is Hangouts on Air, which by the way. I can't believe that we didn't use that when we were experimenting with uh, live streaming this show because <laughs> it just makes perfect sense. We use Hangouts already to um, to record everything. Um, anyway, so YouTube is planning on ramping their live streaming with an eye on esports, which is probably going to be kind of hard for them to break into because, like, let's be honest, Twitch kind of has a, a chokehold on that. Um, yeah. And also, also, be sure that you go and look at the animated GIF that uh, a Google representative sent as a response to a request for comment on this story. It's pretty beautiful. <laughs> oh my god, that is wonderful. I'm curious to know what that's from. I'm not sure. Like, so... It it's it looks like a TLC show. It's from so it's it's on a website called replygif.net, which I mean I guess it's just a collection of like animated gifs for like as opposed for, to unanimated well, gifs. You know, I mean you could you could have a gif that's one frame long. It's possible. You're right. You're right. But it defeats <laughs> the purpose. Yes. Why would you I don't do know. that? 
maybe you want to take advantage of uh, the transparency that just have. Do they have transparency, or is that just PNGs and, and bitmaps? I don't remember. Please. I'm not an image format expert. <laughs> so you guys just missed a, a, an epic battle. Thankfully, um, so. No, I saw it, and I was just talking over it because, uh, you know, the show must go on. Oh, you didn't see everything. So Matt came down here holding this uh, this chunk of pipe insulator, um, uh-huh. throws it at me, grabs a Mountain Dew out of the box, as well as one of the big clamps at the table, just turns around, starts okay. to walk up the stairs again, turns back around, and sees that I'm still watching him, comes over and then tries to take the big clamp and stick it on my nuts. Which, okay. Thankfully, I was able to fend him off, but all I know is I, if he had successfully done that, I wouldn't have had to do anything to him because Jen would have destroyed Because <laughs> <laughs> she's very Italian and very, very much so an East Coast person, so passive aggressiveness is not her strong suit. <laughs> um... And I appreciate that. The, so the only real-world experience that I've had with an East Coast person was at the end of the first leg of my journey to Sweden. And, uh, you know, so I was, we were landing in Newark. Um, and, like, nobody, nobody in this small aircraft had really been talking to each other up until this point. Uh, but we landed and, you know, we're, like, taxiing over to uh, the, the terminal. And a couple of people in a seat in front of me started talking, and one of them, one of them was, you know, from from wherever in the Midwest, and one of them was from New York. And they're, you know, talking about the uh, the city and, you know, what what is there to do and stuff like that, and how is it? And and the conversation ended with the, the New Yorker just going, "Welcome to New York, asshole." And I was just like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> this real do people actually act like this i guess so yeah yeah and that's that's when i knew that i wasn't in minnesota anymore nope completely different <laughs> also something that makes me excited though it's apparently like 10 bucks for a gallon of real maple syrup over there and so where she's, where she's from she's from new hampshire oh okay yeah so when it's in season She's going to end up bringing me a jug of real maple syrup, like a gallon of real maple syrup. Then we're going to have a good pancake day and use it to make uh, real whipped cream. Well, use it to sweeten whipping cream for real whipped cream and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Other stuff. So we'll have a maple day. I like maple days. I can get behind this. Yes. All right. So Sony is really, really bad at holding onto its trademarks. Uh, including some of those games that are releasing right now, like Bloodborne. Um, it was probably just somebody forgetting to renew it because they have filed to get those trademarks back. Yeah, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Sony, Sony, Sony. I think. What was the other trademark that they let lapse a couple of weeks ago and everybody was freaking out about it. I think I think it was like Show of the Colossus or something because that's actually oh. a game where like you could imagine them uh, just letting the trademark go because they weren't planning on making the the uh, uh, game anymore. Um, and so people freaked out about that one. But this week when, when they lost Bloodborne's trademark people were just laughing at them because that, that game has already come out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bloodborne. Oh, Sony. 
they have not made the wisest of moves sometimes. Oh well. So around here, we really, really enjoy talking about uh, Kickstarter projects and uh, sometimes backing them when we have, you know, spare change. And when spare change. Well, I have. <laughs> I generally have more spare change than Ian does, so... Yeah, and I have the least probably out of both of you. <laughs> that pig over there is full of change, though. Oh, nice! <laughs> so now I know what to take if I come to rob this place. No, wait, I yes, just take because, a laptop. Because you want a plush, stuffed Olivia the pig. Please. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Kickstarter's right. Um, so when a Kickstarter ends, the projects page just kind of becomes like... Um, a living, you know, it, not even living, just like a record of what the project looked like right when the funding period ended. Um, with the exception of like, if you go to the updates section, uh, then you'll you can see the messages that the creators have sent out to backers after the fact. Um, but now Kickstarter is introducing some new tools to allow creators to customize their page after their their project has completed to show off uh, information on the current state of the project, and that uh, this program is called Spotlight. Um, so basically, I mean, it, like you're not gonna make the Kickstarter page like the you know the home page for your project or your company or whatever you started, um, but you can make it look a lot nicer than just like the you know, hey, we're making this thing, give us money kind of pitch that it that it is during the during the month that you're trying to raise money. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that's always really kind of cool to see. So mm -hmm. I wish I was that person who said I wanted to make potato salad because I also <laughs> have never had potato salad. You've so... never had potato salad? <laughs> I I'm sure I had it at one point and I just have this like notion of like not liking it, so I don't usually eat it. So that means I've had to have to had have to had eaten it at some point. If I brought but up, I don't know. if I brought up some good potato salad when I visit, would you be willing to try it at least? Uh, just for you, Ian. I would totally try potato salad. <laughs> okay, I'll bring up some Byerly's potato salad, which is the really good stuff. Yeah, as I say, I mean anything from Byerly's is usually like legit. So I, I that's that's something I'm willing to do. Yeah, I kind of figured that you would say like, let's make some potato salad, Ian. Well, that too. Um, well, okay. We'll introduce you to the Byerly stuff first, and then um, I, I, I'd have to know my mom's recipe before I did that because uh, she and apparently my grandmother um, on my dad's side made some really good homemade potato salad. So I've had German potato salad, which is like with red potatoes and it's warm yep. and tastes vinegar, but <laughs> I feel like that's not the same thing. No. 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 You know what's... You know what's kind of sad, though, is, like, now that kind of thing isn't going to happen again. You know, to, you're not going to be able to just, yeah. like, because it's, it's a phenomenon. It's like, happened I've never and, had brownies. Yeah. Like, somebody saying that and then, like, getting a bunch of money for brownies. And now I'm thinking about, like, you know, so we want to start, uh, you know, our, our like, story-driven story podcast scripted thing. Um, and that would totally be something that, would be kickstartable like you know we we need uh, a few hundred dollars to like buy some equipment you know recording equipment and stuff and right um and i don't even like i don't know if we would be able to get that even though it's a, a far more like legitimate project you know creative thing than hey i've never made potato salad before give me 10 bucks <laughs> <laughs> potato salad whatever happened to all that money uh well so actually i'm glad you asked he did a thing called potato con 
<laughs> what? In, in uh, where is he from? Indianapolis or something? Um, or no, maybe it was Columbus, Ohio. Um, and yeah, so it was it was this big day long festival celebrating potato salad and I think maybe other and as many varieties. Yeah, because like one of one of the perks levels, uh, reward tiers or whatever they call them, uh, was if you if you give me this much money. Uh, I will give you some of the potato salad that I make. Okay. So he had like not only obviously he was he didn't make all of the potato salad for this whole thing. He had like some restaurants around the area like help out you know making making a bunch of potato salad for this event. They had some live musicians. They had uh, of course like potato sack races. Oh um, God, yes. Yeah. You know face painting stuff for the kids. Uh, yeah, it was. It's a legitimate so, event. This is incredibly super off topic now, but my little brother was showing me this book he was reading when he was in like fourth grade, and this kid's parents got divorced, and the dad wanted to be the cool dad, so he brought me to get a tattoo, and the kid got a tattoo of a potato because he had no idea what to get. Oh my god! And that's what I think of potatoes every time. <laughs> okay, I think I missed wow. something again. I didn't realize that there was an actual Kickstarter for someone to make a potato salad. Yeah, yeah that was a real thing. <laughs> oh boy. Also, on, about that one a few times on, his show. on a related note to what we were talking about, um, I think we might actually have some of the equipment that we would need in my house because we have um, microphones as well as like an old soundboard and whatnot. Oh, so. okay. Are these, are these microphones that can be hooked up to computers then? I don't know. Uh, so we'll have to talk to my dad about what he's got and all that fun stuff because uh, it's all his <laughs> equipment, but... But we'll... Yeah, and I, I bet that um, Ryan would know a thing or two about different microphones that, you know, and, and how there's got to be adapters or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I think what what it looks like he has is he has all of it hooked up directly to a soundboard on his computer because um, the, the, the jacks for microphones are pretty universal at this point. Um, and then he has the soundboard itself hooked up to his computer. from Right. The, are you talking about Ryan's setup or the one that your dad has? Ryan's setup. So I think we might just have to get an yeah. adapter for the soundboard to uh, the computer itself. And otherwise, we'd be yeah. fine. And that, does, that doesn't sound too difficult because I think that Ryan uh, just has the soundboard uh, outputting to, like, the, you know, the three and a half millimeter. Uh, um, Audio jack? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we'll talk with him about that, and we'll talk with Dad about this stuff. And Yeah, <laughs> we might have a little... Yay! Yay! Wait, what's good? I couldn't hear that. Parents. Parents, yes. Sometimes parents are good. Yay! Yay! I like my parents. Okay, so moving on. Um, oh, yeah, Talos Principle is getting an expansion. Woo! So in Road to Gehenna, you play as Uriel, Elohim's messenger. It features a new area and the most challenging puzzles yet. Um, I would, I actually, I haven't been playing the Talos Principle because I don't have it. Go figure. Um, yeah. But I still really like the puzzles. I I still play the Sigil of Elohim. I actually pulled it up yesterday. So, um, so if you'll remember on that one, you have three different pages of four different tiers of puzzles. Those puzzles were so frustrating. Have you finished them all? No. Okay. I, I don't think I've even finished the second chapter or whatever, second collection of, of puzzles yet. Yeah. Well, I hadn't <laughs> even started on them until, or I hadn't started on the second chapter until 
the other day when I went back because I was stuck on the very last puzzle of the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went through. I finished it in, t- in like a minute or two. Oh, so after you had uh, like sharpened your teeth against all of the harder puzzles, then you went back and and just knocked it off real quick? No, no, no. Like, oh, are, so are you talking about the different lines as chapters? So you yes. the the th- green, blue, yellow, and red. I think because there was what weren't the rows labeled by letters or something? There was like A, B, C, and D. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's three pages of those. Yeah, I know. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, I started on the second page, because on I the much preferred, uh, I, I preferred the the puzzles that like you know in the three dimensional world in the uh, the Talos Principle open beta test. Either way, they're both important. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but so yeah, I I just found it funny that I was able to go back and finish the very last one that I'd been stuck or stuck on in like. A minute or two. Mm-hmm. So, that was fun. <laughs> but I mean, I, I still need to pick up that game because it's been it's been getting a lot of really good. Yeah, and reviews, it, it right? sounds like it's right up our alley. Okay. So, hmm. Maybe we'll wait till we both have jobs and are moving in sometime next year. After this big canoe trip to start buying new games? <laughs> yeah, at, at this point, it's just like time that is the thing that, that you know, is, is preventing me from just buying all of the games that come out. Um, you know, the, the inability to just go and play games willy-nilly. Yeah. Nilly-willy. Um, but a game that uh, isn't a huge time commitment was Broken Age. Um, cause well, they, for one thing, they, they released the game, half of the game, uh, last year and the second half we've been kind of waiting on it. I, I think originally we thought it was supposed to come out by the end of 2014. Um, and then of course, you know, got delayed, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, now we actually know when exactly it's coming out. April 28th is when uh, the second half of Broken Age comes out. Super excited. And that's after uh, I present my senior seminar, so, you know, I'll just be swimming in the free time. So you should totally plug your senior seminar, because I don't actually know what it is. <laughs> oh, you yeah. should plug it on here. It's, uh, it's <laughs> April 25th, um, Saturday. Uh, starts, uh, so the way that the computer science department does it is, like, everybody goes at the on the same day, you know, at the same time in the same place. Yeah, uh, great. So, English is similar. Okay. Um, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, it starts around noon. I believe um, going to be in science uh, what ten twenty or ten thirty whichever the the, the bigger, bigger one, is. one is yeah ten twenty I think is the bigger one mm-hmm. I got you okay I will try to be here not in the city for that awesome I will see if I can be around for that as well no promises just because music is kind of soul sucking in terms of time right um, but I'll do what I can it would be cool if they live streamed it I don't I don't think that the computer science department does that. But I think you should set that up as part of your part of your senior. Would... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Although, unfortunately, it... the senior staffs for computer science all are all just like you know um, lit reviews of of research that's been done in the field, kind of mm. thing. That's so you know we're not English major. Yeah, exactly. Literally a lit review. 
I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think because I, I don't think that the classics department has me presenting on what I'm doing my paper on for their mm. their thing. Um, and I mean, I have to write a big paper. It's going to be 20 pages, but I'm actually really excited about it. And we'll maybe talk about it on like an, the extra dimension at some point. Okay, yeah. It's really um, funny because my English major senior sem paper didn't have to be any more than than ten pages. Oh, yeah, this one. Is, I don't know how I got away with that. How I picked like the hardest, like the easiest major, all like in this place, like at all. Uh, our papers have a cap at six pages. You cannot be longer than six pages, including like the references section. I also stuff. think that computer oh, science in Morris is like significantly easier than a lot of other things. You mean a lot of other things in Morris, or... <coughs> Correct. Yeah, okay. I get... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You kind of die if you take the classics major, and you kind of die if you take the music major, so I'm doubly dying. It's great. <laughs> um, however, one plug... Maybe I thought about it. One plug for people who, if you guys do want to come and support me for senior stuff, my senior recital is going to be on May 9th at 7.30 p.m. We would love yeah. to... We'd have to race our asses off from graduation. Wait. Graduation is oh, May 9th. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Graduation's done at 3. We could drive really fast <laughs> to Stamus. Drive! Uh, I don't, so I don't have faith in the state of the house that I'm living in. Uh, you know, like, I, I would love to move out on the day of commencement, but I don't believe that we will have it cleaned or, oh, you know, no. anything oh, no. No, no, no. by that time. Yeah, no way. <laughs> okay. Um, I th- Sorry, Ian, we'd love to come, but literally the day that we're graduating. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. And I mean, I think I'll have like a CD, so if you want to listen to it at some point in time mm-hmm. other than then. And I have watched some of your performances uh, live streamed before, so maybe they'll be doing that for this one. That'd be cool. I don't know if they can archive it, but they might be able to live stream it, yeah. Yeah. So... And again, at the very least, there will be a recording of it for me to take home and spread with family. Yep. Sweet. Hey, April 18th, I get to present at the Undergraduate Research Symposium. Everybody doing things. <laughs> By the way, Buck, I believe the next one's yours. No, I just talked about Broken Age. You're right, you did. <laughs> I'm struggling today. By the way, have we mentioned where all these links are located? <laughs> oh, right, we did. <laughs> you should probably... I'm your best friend. It's my job to give you crap. That's true. Yeah, I'd be disappointed if you were failing on that job. All right. So uh, PC hasn't gotten a first-person Halo game since Halo 2. That will be changing soon with Halo Online, a free-to-play title available only in Russia. What are they playing at? It will soon have a closed beta. So, like, why is it only in Russia? I have no idea. Nobody understands. We will withdraw from the Ukraine if you give us... <laughs> if you give us another PC version of Halo. And, like, it's super weird because, you know, obviously Microsoft owns the Halo franchise. They yeah. own, you know, 343 Studios, who are the Cortana. developers of this. <laughs> It's being published by some Moscow-based company. I don't understand. So they've obviously held the Microsoft people hostage <laughs> and are demanding that they... Or just paid them lots of money. 
you, can you, like, I'm obviously very morbid about this whole Russian thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, so my, one of the professors um, for computer science here is from Russia, and she taught the cryptography class, and we were talking about like <laughs> one of one of her examples of thing like of of like you know you you when you're first setting up like key systems and and you know um protocols you have to you have to have some at least one party that is trusted right yeah. um and and her example was so if you ever go to Russia don't use the ATMs in the airport and I'm like okay I I cannot did you already do that well no, uh, <laughs> did no, you do that when you were in Russia either? I did not no I I made sure to just get a bunch of cash uh while we were in Finland uh <laughs> before going on the cruise um but no so I you know I was like well I mean if if a an ATM just like eats your credit card and doesn't give it back. Can't you just flag down a security guard and have them like you know look into it? And she was like, "How do you know it's a real security guard?" I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> Holy shit, Russia! Like, <laughs> like things I have never ever considered. Like <laughs> what? I will bribe you with good vodka. That is how the Russians pay for things: is with vodka and blood. What? And Bri- blood. Bribe them with blood? And I'll win. I'll kill you if you don't. <laughs> if you, tell you what, comrade. If you do not move out, then we will give you winter. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Russia, getting Halo games that nobody else gets, it's strange. So that winter uh, is coming. <laughs> So, Star Citizen, uh, in addition to, you know, recently updating to 1.1, which is super exciting, um, they've also implemented a new rental system for, uh, I think this is just specifically for Arena Commander, like, it won't be a rental system that is available in the final Persistent Universe. Uh, but, so the way it works is, when you play in Arena Commander and, you know, perform certain things, like, uh, if if you you know get a bunch of kills in the Vandal Swarm, or if you you know do really well in some like races or whatever, um, then you get some you know whatever whatever they're calling the currency. I think it's like Rec or REC or something like that, and uh, and then you can use that to rent out a ship for uh, I believe it's seven 24-hour periods, and those 24 hours you know. Those periods don't have to be, like, consecutive, um, which is really, really cool because then, like, everybody gets a chance to try out all of the ships that are available if they want to, uh, and and so then, you know, you can make, like, a more educated choice on what ship you want to use primarily once the game, final game comes out. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm digging it. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, that's sort of always a nice thing about renting things is you don't have to make a final decision yet. Mm-hmm. You can try it out. But yeah, like, in addition, without the renting system, there would be no real way to, like, make uh, that decision based on how each ship feels to you, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Like, because other, otherwise you're just reading about them on a website and going, 
okay, I guess that one has a bunch of uh, hard points to put weapons on and whatnot, and yeah. You can theory craft all you want, but until you uh, use it in real life. Yeah, until you get into the cockpit. Yeah. Oh, real life, in quotation marks. <laughs> Star Citizen is real life. With VR, it might as well be. Speaking of which, I think I might want one. It might be a couple months after we have our house, because um, then hopefully I should have money. Um, I'm thinking about maybe getting a joystick for this, just so that we can do the air stuff a little bit easier than with mouse. Yeah. And... I mean, yeah, joysticks like quality joysticks are pretty darn expensive, um, and I'm not even sure if I'm going to go getting one. Uh, but if we're, you know, if if we're a crew, uh, you know, in the same ship, then whoever's piloting could use the joystick and whoever's not could just use mouse and keyboard and then we don't have to worry about buying tons and tons of equipment. <laughs> That's true. Oh, and then I can just run in and be bruiser. What? If we're doing bounty hunting, we're going to need someone to be able to rough them up. Right, <sighs> yeah. Although some, I know some people are going to be using, like, uh, NPC marines for that kind of thing. Well, that's not fun. Hey, to each their own. I don't want minions. I want to do it myself, damn it. This, this isn't like Star Wars, where if you're good at one thing, you're good at everything, you know? Yeah. Like, you can just be the greatest pilot in the galaxy. You don't have to be good at shooting people as well. I know. So if I'm an okay pilot and a really good shot, then I'll stick with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to get good at shooting. That's what I've been playing uh, CSGO for. Yeah, how's that going? It's going all right. I've got like 30 hours logged into the game right now. Um, yeah, obviously... you're going to be a noob for several more years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Con I mean, yeah... As CSGO goes, oh, that sounded terrible. Um, you know, that's a hyper-competitive game when you yeah. get up there. So, Yeah, and I've seen... I mean, sometimes I beat the butts off of people who have that five-year veteran sticker. And sometimes mm. I get my butt completely handed to me. It's great. So, speaking of... Uh, division of labor, you know, specializing in stuff. Let's let's review a uh, co-op game. Yeah! Sounds good to me. So, Never Alone uh, kind of really caught my eye a couple of years ago when I saw a feature of it on uh, Polygon, because it is the first game published by a company that is entirely indigenous-owned. Um, and it's, uh, let's see, that company is Upper One Games. And uh, so it's it's owned by the Cook uh, Cook Bay Area Tribe yep. Council, something like that. Yep, in Alaska. Yeah. Um, and so so this this is their first game, and it's uh, it's based on some traditional stories uh, from from their culture, right? Um, I think I, I don't think that it's actually just one story. I think it's I think it's actually several kind of put into one. Continuous. Okay, so so what I what I learned. Okay, so here, like yeah. I just spoke at a Native American Literature Symposium conference and went to see a lady who like talked about this 
at, like, that was her topic, and I was like, oh my god, I'm just about done with this game, it's amazing. So, it is one, to, it is actually one story. Okay. Um, but you, like, when you hear it, like, and sometimes you only get parts of it, because when you are told a story in indigenous cultures, like, it, like, the the part that you get told is what maybe what you need to hear at that point. Ah, oh, So, yeah. that is actually one whole story, but sometimes when you get told those stories, like, you only get snippets at a time. Um, so that's kind of what this is. But... Yeah, so they are. It is one whole whatever mm-hmm. story. But each part has like a different moral to it. Exactly. Kind of yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah. Overall synopsis of it is, uh, there's like this big, kind of never-ending blizzard that suddenly hits the village, and uh, this little girl, um, named Nuna, has to go off and figure out what is causing this and hopefully, you know, stop it because... It's destroyed her village. Yeah, yeah never-ending blizzards are bad news. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and so she's aided on her quest by a fox um, who... I'm not sure exactly why he shows up to help her. He just kind of kind of like mentioned it. Like they kind of like mentioned it. Like foxes are really important. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Playful. Like there's a little video about it at the beginning. But... Yeah, and so the videos actually uh, throughout the game, you can unlock these like little documentary style kind of like three minute or so yeah clips. Um, some of them have like a bunch of actually pretty much all of them have interviews. Uh, with people from their tribes, um, some of them are telling like stories from from their own lives. Some of them are are telling, uh, kind of giving more context for the tale that you're hearing. Um, and stuff. some of them are just general culture based yep. things too. Yep, they were they were super interesting and like they were like the, the perfect length of time. They're three minutes. You're not like out of the game setting, but it mm-hmm. gave you like a break after you just you know did something that was a little bit difficult. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, and so, of course, uh, it's a co-op game, as I mentioned. So one of the players is playing as Nuna, one of them is the fox. You may have figured that out on your own. <laughs> um, and and as these kinds of games go, you know, each of the two characters has, like, different, slightly different abilities. Um, so it's a, it's a side-scrolling platformer. Um, so, like, the fox is able to scramble up walls that, uh, that Nuna can't quite jump up to, and so, you know, sometimes the fox will have to go up and, and then drop down, like, a rope for Nuna, or, um, you know, guide, like, a little spirit over to her that it can act as a platform. Um, Nuna, on the other hand, has, like, this, uh, this, um, uh... We kept calling it a bola, but it's not. It is. I'm pretty sure it's a bola. It's 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 like a it's like a not, sling kind yeah, of thing. Not yeah, not ebola, but no. a a bola. <laughs> um, and so you know she can throw that at like uh, ice chunks that are in their way, or um, you know, knock stuff down that they're going to have to grab. It's that and... like magic circle thing, and then it brings down the spirit. Yep, yep, unlocking spirits to to um guide around. Um, it's yeah. Um. And so, so you go through there. You know, most most of the stuff that is that are obstacles are like puzzles type things. You know, you're not going to be running around and and jumping on enemies' heads or anything like that. Um, in fact, most of the enemies that you encounter will just kill you, and you and can't. All, yeah, you have to run away from every enemy in the game. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you're not able to kill anybody. Um, which is, I mean, you know, that's fine. <laughs> um, Makes it difficult sometimes. Sometimes. Especially since the game itself is rather buggy. Um, like, 
there will be a lot of times where you're just like trying to jump up onto a simple ledge and it shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't even be a challenge. But then like, you know, your character will kind of like fumble around and do like a weird animation where they're like, they grabbed it, Flailing. but then they're like, yeah, it's, um, and then they'll fall down and you have to like try it again until you kind of get it. So yeah, that's and, one of the issues with the game is that it's really buggy, but mm-hmm. like you worked with it. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, it's a, mostly a problem when you got like time sensitive challenges that you're trying to uh, solve um, yeah. Oh. yeah most oh of most of the puzzles themselves aren't difficult to like understand um it's just you know uh executing them is sometimes more difficult than it should be right um and that's that's really the only beef that i have with the game um is... uh, the, the only other thing was when we tried to play with controllers our fox was like giving himself a whitewash. <laughs> it was always landing in, like face down in the snow with his tail and everything like wagging around. Yeah, and fortunately, I think that that was like a bug that only happened that one that one, one instance. We definitely have yeah. recordings and screenshots of that, yep, so yep. I'm sure we can you know I mean, show people see it. It was probably just digging for mice. There's. They're, they're yeah, he's like floating around, and then all of a sudden, like as soon as I would start moving, I played the fox. So as soon as I stopped moving, he would just sit with his head in the snow, and I was like, "All right, dude, you you do you, and Nuna's gonna do her thing." See, there was this part of this documentary that I saw where foxes were able to actually hear mice under the snow, um, under three then, feet of snow, under three feet of snow. Yes, and then they would run towards it and then jump up and then dive face first into the snow. So, yeah, my roommate's dog does that. <laughs> so just it, not with Mike. Yes. But it's really amusing to to watch the foxes do this because then they just they go poop up and then head first and then all you see are these two hind legs and a tail just kind of sticking up and wagging out of the snow. And they're so cute. And then they stop moving for a couple seconds. And then they're like, okay, now I need to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't oh breathe. Oh boy. <laughs> I messed up. <laughs> So one of my favorite parts about this game um, and the company in the future I learned at this conference is that they're going to actually start doing this with other American Indian tribes um, and try to do a, a similar like storyline, turn it into a game, um, and have these really cool little documentary-style videos talking about culture. Um, Definitely going to be checking those out. Yeah, and out. so they're talking about, like, they kind of want to do, like, a Plains tribe and a Woodland tribe and, like, maybe, like, a, another Pacific, like, Mm-hmm. Pacific tribe up from by like Washington and Oregon, so um, I'm really excited to, and looking forward to those and like what they yeah. have to offer. Um, I would love to get in on like, on like a beta testing of those, but yeah, um, I probably have some connections now, but we'll see. I mean, just in general, anything that tells a story, especially if it's yeah. a cultural story. Yeah, and I mean, the people in there are just so interesting. Like, there's a guy, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but the guy talks about how him and his brother and his dad were out fishing and the piece of ice broke off and started floating away and his cell phone died. And so they couldn't, like, yeah, they're floating away into the ocean on this piece of ice alone, you know? Like, there was a very, very good chance that they were just going to die, die of starvation or exposure just in the middle of the ocean on top of some ice. Like, that would have been the worst. Yeah, it's yeah. like just really, like... Incredible stories that come out of those little three-minute documentaries. Um, so yeah, the the game um, only takes like what a total of like four hours to play three through. To four. Yeah, it yeah. probably would have been closer to like two and a half or three, but we spent a lot of time dealing with bugs and being able to mm-hmm. jump and that kind of thing. And then yeah, um, there's also you know I 
as soon as we finished, I was like, oh, we didn't get quite all of the uh, documentary pieces. I need to get that achievement, you know, because that's the only one that we hadn't unlocked yet. <laughs> and uh, luckily, luckily, the game um, just straight up tells you, like, in this chapter, you have unlocked two out of three, you know, kind, yeah. of, uh, kind of thing. So that was really nice. We didn't have to go, like, wandering around the whole game yes, figuring where out was, where yeah. we... Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I appreciate brevity in games. Am I using that word right? Yeah, yeah. I think I am. Um, Briefness, if that's what you mean. Yeah, like, yeah, brevity, yeah. You, you know, doing, doing, saying what they want to say, uh, and then, and then letting me get on with my life, you know? Like, I don't, I don't need uh, a lot of that's a, fluff. That's a very native concept. <laughs> You're not <Yeah>. going to, like... <laughs> so then you will um, really, really enjoy um, uh, the vanishing of Ethan Carter. If you get around to playing that. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I need to play that. That, that I mean, it looks like a gorgeous game. It yeah. is beautiful. And not just <laughs> and not not just in the Pastor Dennis beautiful way. It's it's actually gorgeous. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. It's pretty bad. <laughs> that takes me back to junior high. Uh, Hardcore, I mean, waking up listening to the radio at three in the morning, and that's the song that's on. What? <laughs> oh man! I mean, just um, just get your altissimo going. So instead of singing like this, it's gotta be like this. I have no um, idea why I started saying that, but okay, moving on. He was blunted the worst. <laughs> but yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, I'd I'd be happy to spend. Uh, I'd say ten dollars on this game. I think that's a good price point for it. Yeah, I think pretty that's reasonable. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. Um, I just really hope that in the future they work out some of the bugs and stuff because they got yeah. kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, especially when we played it so late, we just got, <laughs> we got really tired. <laughs> Past midnight, getting frustrated, and like knowing that our our impaired coordination isn't the only thing that is preventing <laughs> us from <laughs> continuing with this game. Yeah, it, oh, it was man. pretty bad. Oh, Hopefully, and I mean that seems like it's a fair price just for the amount of content, because um, that's like the price of a uh, movie ticket. Of what? Yeah, where you live, maybe. A what ticket? A movie, movie? ticket. Oh. In Morris, we spent five dollars. <laughs> well, it's also subsidized by the university. In so Morris, we spend six dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, I mean, some sense, and like. I, I'm an American Indian Studies, like, student at, at UMM, and, like, we spend a lot of time talking about, like, n- like nations and tribes that are found in the, like, continuous 48 states, but I have never spent time learning about any, like, Alaskan Native peoples, so, or any Hawaiian Native peoples, to mm, that matter, yeah. but, like, so it's really interesting for me to, like, that's like it's like almost co-curricular for me. Like it's something that supplements my education, while also being a video game. So like, yeah. how can I not want that, right? That's that's always a good thing. The timing of this game coming out was kind of perfect for me because I was like, you know, like for for about a year now, I've been going. I really just need to get myself like a controller or two so that I can play games with people, like, and not just be uh, a secluded, you know. Gamer. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, and it came out, and I was like, "Oh, it sounds like a great great game to play." Um, then I came back here, and I was like, "Oh, hey, yeah, lives around." And, and <laughs> she did her senior sem on like, um, you know, the um, uh, ledger art. Uh, yeah, 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 native ledger. Art. Yeah, and I was like, "This is right up your alley." <laughs> totally is super. 
so yeah, I mean, I was really excited about this game, and I really enjoyed playing it. In fact, like, when Ian was like, hey, do you want to come over and continue this? I was like, yes, and dropped everything and raced over. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. And so, people wonder why I have girls in my room all the time. <laughs> I mean, Matt. You just know how to entice them in. With good video mm-hmm. games, yeah, obviously. I had a Zach, and then I'd be in your room, and I'd be like, that game's fun, goodbye. Yep. Girls and Declan. Girls yeah. and Declan. I also eat lunch with Declan when he only eats with girls, so... Mm. Wait, what? I eat it... When Katie and I go to lunch, Okay. we always eat with Declan. Do you guys go to the food service then? Or yeah, because to... I get okay. I get free food when Katie pays for me. Oh, yeah, that's Because nice. <laughs> <laughs> she lives on campus, yep. so it's great. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, she lives like 40 feet away from the dining hall. <laughs> it's the best. Best. By the way, I'm going to need your, your address when I come up, but that's that's something. Oh, yeah, that's kind of important. Um, we'll we'll, we'll get around to that later. First, first. Um, so last week when I was reviewing uh, Tales from the Borderlands, I totally forgot to mention like my favorite scene from, from the episode. By the way, this is why I usually try to write things down before we review stuff, because I I, otherwise I forget. I um, but yeah, so... so this game has what I call the best disgusting scene ever. Um, because, so do you remember, Ian, when I talked about uh, Bioshock Infinite's Burial at Sea DLC? Yeah. Um, and how it had that, like, torture scene from a first person's perspective where the person who is torturing you is threatening you with a frontal lobotomy. Yeah. And, yeah, and so he's got the, uh, like, the wedge that he just kind of gently sticks up just above your eyeball, under your eyelid, and then starts, like, tapping it with a little hammer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That that scene was, was the worst, the, the most uh, emotionally distressing one that I've ever played. Um, combined with that, the, like, the way that The Walking Dead... Uh, always forces you, the player to do awful things, um, and you know, like, and these awful things tend to be stuff that you can't just do with one click, you know. So like, you have to you you have to chop a guy's leg off to get him out of a bear trap, for example, yeah. and it takes like four or five swings to finally get through his leg, and you have oh. to like click every single time. Um, so those two things put together in one scene, plus. Borderlands's signature sense of humor (laughs) makes it the best disgusting scene that I have ever played. (laughs) Well, all I saw was you're messing with the corpse at some point in time. Um, Yeah, so... At least I'm uh, assuming that's a dead guy. (laughs) Well, so I recorded the scene and uh, posted it on YouTube and yeah, you you should definitely go and watch it. It is is so worth it. Even, Even if you, you know, so... I mean, if you if you enjoy Borderlands is like if you enjoy our sense of humor, Ian's and mine. Yes. Um, I'm addressing the listener here. Uh, then you then you'll enjoy you know Tales from the Borderlands, uh, and it's totally worth worth your time. That being said, I know that there are a lot of people who aren't going to go and play Tales from the Borderlands because you know they're like completionists and they'll they'll have to play through the other two three Borderlands games before playing it. Um, so if you're not going to play the game. Go ahead and watch this scene because it is magnificent. Yep. I'm not going to watch it simply because I know that I'm going to be playing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I should totally. So if you, if you happen to be playing it uh, while you have a good internet connection, I'm definitely going to watch you play it. 
I could when okay, so you have classes Tuesday through Friday, yes? Um yeah. Yeah. When I'm hanging around while you're at classes, I could play through some of it and if you happen to be home while I'm playing it. There you go. Perfect. Done. Oh that that reminds me. Um I've been trying to figure out where I'm going to set you up uh you know for your computer and stuff in my room. Yeah. And the best the best pl- thing that I've come up with is I'm going I'm planning on clearing out most of the stuff from my closet <laughs> and we'll make like That's literally the only good place for that. We'll we'll make a desk out of a couple of my boxes and like put a plank over them or something and you'll be sitting on the floor in my closet. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm a it's closet go child. <laughs> the only other place that would conceivably work would be at the kitchen table, but you don't want to set up and or, the kitchen table. Yeah, I mean, or like setting up like uh, the coffee table. The the thing. Um, there, there's a, there's a tiny little table in the uh, in the living room that we can just put in front of a couch kind of thing, and then you'll be in the living room, which is right outside of my door. But it could work. We'll figure it out when you get here. Is Nick done with his? Uh, uh, Oh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, yes, he is. I heard that he was done. Oh, really? Because I, I mean, he he was playing it today or yesterday. Oh, maybe he's done. And... Oh, maybe then he's not. I could have sworn he was done. Okay. Or maybe he's. I mean, is there extra stuff to do in the original I Legend of Zelda? After no you idea. It? Yeah. <laughs> I don't really? think so. Now that I think about it. Other than play through it again, because it's such a good game. Uh, and that's something Nick would totally do. Yeah, His do. girlfriend is in France. He would just play through a game again. Oh man, good man, good man. Some people I don't like have three hundred games on Steam, I guess. You privileged right, so, snob. So, man, I guess our our next episode is probably going to be pretty exciting because we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about because we'll be gaming together a lot this week. You it's going to be great. And me and you. Better, 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 better. Unfortunately, we won't be live streaming most of the stuff that we do because, uh, you so know... Point, yeah, 0.6 megabits per second up is not uh, worth trying. No. Um, you could always come here for a while, but you don't have to desktop. Log our desktops, yeah. But no. I mean, I have fantastic internet, so... Yeah. <laughs> I just have a dad but, That's why I'm over here right now. Yeah, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, thanks for listening to Apid, everybody. I'm Ian Buck. And I'm Ian Decker. And I'm Liv. Signing off. Bye-bye now. Quick, Ian, go push Control-M and put in a marker. So not spacebar. Take off your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's totally going to keep that at the end of the episode, man. You could be like. Oh, nobody's in the studio. I could just see you in this room when nobody else is doing what? I'm gonna be mad for the day. Whoopsie! Knocked over the monitor. I I, 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 can I take the Legend of Zelda one? I can see you doing.
I love the uh, the emotion that you put into that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, obviously, right now, all that I have is like you know frozen goods that I just throw in the oven because it's me. Because I can eat an entire family size lasagna, no problem. They are delicious. <laughs> I need that two thousand calories for my sitting around all day, you know. Alright, are we waiting for Ryan to come back to our room? Um, maybe, I mean, we could probably just hang up, and then Ryan will deal with the, uh, the silence. <laughs> it, like, it, the silence gets truncated out anyway. Right. Okay.